weekend, says Wales coach Warren Gatland. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Wales looking to surprise people this weekend, according to Warren Gatland. I don't think anyone knows where we are at the moment, except for ourselves, which is a nice place to be in. And I don't think anyone know what team's going to turn up on Saturday, but we do. Wales women's flanker Alex Callender has been handed her first start, and she's pretty excited about it. To get a start has been an amazing feeling, so going into the game now, I've just got to think, just play my own game and work with the team as well, so excited for the opportunity. Well, under-20s coach Gareth Williams has taken charge of Wales teams all around the world, but this weekend will be the first time he's done it on home turf. Quite accustomed with it on the seven series and things, but it's uh, yeah, great to be leading on a home fixture, really. Yes, we'll hear from all three Wales camps in action this weekend, and also hear a bit more about how some of the Wales women got into the game. But of course, we'll start with a big clash at the Principality Stadium, and Wales coach Warren Gatland explained the team selection with just two changes from the side which beat France in the opening match of this Six Nations with Corey Hill coming into the second row and Gareth Davis at scrum half. Thomas Williams picked up a calf injury last week at training, so he was ruled out on Monday. With Corey, he's been doing a great job for us coming off the bench recently. And to be honest, our line probably hasn't gone as well as we would have liked in the first couple of games, so just bringing him in there for that experience and line-out calling, we just felt that was an important factor for this game. Selection of Gareth Anscombe ahead of Dan Bigger, what does that say about how you want to play the game? It was really much the fact that Gareth was here all last week during training. Dan was up in Northampton, he wasn't able to take a part in Monday and Tuesday's training session. So it was just a situation where we just felt with that continuity there and the fact that Gareth had had more on-field training and preparation than Dan had had. One of the things that Gareth has been working incredibly hard on has been his kicking game out of hand and... He's made big strides with Neil Jenkins and Dan will definitely get time in that second half and he has been doing a great job for us in terms of controlling the game when he has come off the bench in, in recent matches as well and I know he wants to start but um, yeah, we've given Gareth that opportunity for Saturday. What have you made of uh, Eddie Jones's pre-match hype of your side rather than his talking about the greatest team ever and all that? The only quotes I can see about this being the greatest Welsh team ever has come from Eddie Jones, it hasn't come from anyone else. I wouldn't be disrespectful enough to say that this was the the greatest Welsh team ever. It's a long way off being the greatest Welsh team ever. So um, he's the one talking us up. I think we're all pretty aware that, yes, we're on a good run and we've done well over the last 12 months, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. And We're just trying to keep our feet on the ground and just know that this is another game, a big game for us but we're, we're pretty excited about it. How good is this England team, Warren? To be fair, they've, they've done pretty well, you know, in terms of their opening two games, and tactically they were very good against against Ireland, were very direct. They've kicked a lot in the first two games, as we've seen, they play three or four phases, and then they kick for grass or put the ball up in the air, and you know, they've been getting a lot of success out of it. They're scoring a lot of tries from their, their kicking game, so our aerial game will have to be good. We're going to have to be prepared to play some territory as well if they're going to kick as much as they have in the, in the first two games and they've, they've started ex- extremely well in this competition. I don't think anyone knows where we are at the moment except for ourselves which is a nice place to be in and you know, we went great in the first half against France and terrible weather conditions out in Paris but we got ourselves back in, in the second half and got a win and still question whether it was the right thing to do in terms of making 10 changes against Italy but to make 10 changes and play 
Italy and Rome and get a victory when you know, we were reasonably comfortable in the game. We were never going to lose the game. We didn't play that brilliantly. We've trained exceptionally well in the last two weeks and I don't think England know what team's going to turn up on Saturday, but we do. Do you expect England to kick as much against you as they have against France and Ireland, given that they had non-specialist fullbacks, if you like, in Henshaw and Uge, but you've got Liam Williams, who's obviously a Lions? Um, yeah, I, I do expect them to kick as much, and I can't see them going away from it because they're getting success from it, so there's no need to change your format when it's working so well for you. So they'll try and take us on at set piece at time in terms of scrum and line out. They'll use their big runners off nine and they will play a territory game and kick a lot. So, and we've just got to be able to cope with that and uh, stay in the arm wrestle, not allow them, as in the first two games, I scored very early in, in those first two games. And you know, it's important that they don't get off to a good start. And, you know, the big challenge for, for England, I think, is five of their forward packs the first time they've started in the Principality Stadium. So I think that's going to be a new experience for five of their players. I think England are making a significant mistake by travelling tomorrow. You know, coming through Newport at about five o'clock is probably not the best thing to be doing. Going through the Bringlass tunnels, I mean, <laughs> there's a good chance it could be tractors and buses and that there sort of holding them up. So, uh, you know, that's going to be an experience for them. So... We haven't spoken too much about them. It's been a focus on us the last two weeks. We trained exceptionally hard in the last two weeks. And I haven't seen this group of players this focus for a long time. You know, the great thing about coming to Cardiff is, is the atmosphere. And if there was any animosity in the past, I think that's all gone. And there's a huge amount of respect from the players, I think, in both teams. And I know that you know, the experience with players on the Lions that the Welsh boys and English boys you know, really related well to each other, got on well, and um, and they've got some fantastic individuals in that team, not just as players, but as men. Some fantastic people that you know, you'd go and have a have a drink with or a coffee with because they're just good people on that side. So yeah, it's going to be hard, it's going to be tough, it's going to be physical on on Saturday, and I'm sure afterwards, you know, once the game's finished, you know, I've already had a text from John Mitchell and Eddie, and looking forward to catching them after the game and having a drink and, and having a chat. So this is all fun and games now, it's all mind games for the next 48 hours, but afterwards and after the game it's you know about catching up with some mates and, and, and enjoying the occasion and what hopefully is a great game of rugby. So a big battle up front of course and a chance to hear now from Locke Corey Hill on his return. I'm sure uh, I'm the same as everyone else in Wales, really excited and, and ready to go Saturday. I'm sure it's going to be a big showdown. Of course you were part of that fight back against France, but it's a, it's a real fight for those uh, second row places at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Look, we had a um, pretty difficult first half. Conditions probably wasn't wasn't what we wanted, and and yeah, we spoke at half time, and we knew we had to be composed and keep calm, and and that's where we were. Yeah, I come on, added a little bit to the second half, and we were lucky to get a win out there, and obviously got a two away wins now leading into this England game. And back in the starting side, that's uh, pretty important, isn't it, at this stage? You want to be involved as as much as you can for Wales, and. Whether it's off the bench or starting, it's always nice to be involved, but effectively, yeah, we're professional players and we want to get a starting jersey, and lucky for me this week, I got the starting jersey. How do you rate that England pack, then? I think it's a totally different one we played last year, but it just shows the strength and depth they got in England, and they've been going well and, and put two massive performances in, so it'll be a really good challenge for us. Warren Gatlin, Corey, says that it's a big challenge for that England front five, lacking Mako, lacking experience. Is that how you see it? Our two Lions in the second row, they, they've got plenty of experience in the forward pack and so have we so we've got a home game in Cardiff and we're hoping it's going to be absolutely booming in Cardiff and, and yeah we're really looking forward to the challenge You played in the last two games against England um, didn't manage to win those what, what did you learn from those? 
yeah, I played in the one in Cardiff where we, we probably should have won and, and just give it away towards the end. So, so yeah, that was pretty disappointing on our behalf and quite frustrating. I suppose it was a change room at the end of the game where you feel like you've gone out and put enough into the game that you should have won. And, and I was only a little bit part of that. I come off, I think it was the last two minutes after the England scored a try. So, so yeah, it's, it's an awesome experience for me and it was great to be a part of the stadium which um, is always a great atmosphere and, and hopefully it'll be the same against Saturday. Eddie Jones keeps bigging you up, saying it's the best Welsh team of all time. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think that's Eddie and he's giving you, you guys what you want and yeah, I'm sure he's playing a little bit with the media, but yeah, it's no disrespect to who's put on the jersey for us. Um, there's been some great Welsh teams over the years and, and yeah, we are on a bit of a run and hopefully we can keep that going Saturday. Warren was talking about five of the England pack not having started in Cardiff before. How much of a factor do you think that sort of thing can be that Although they're experienced internationals, as you say, the intensity in Cardiff is something different. I'm sure they won't be focusing too much on, on Cardiff and the fans. I'm sure they'll be focusing on their game, but it's a great stadium. It's a great one for them to be involved in as well, and it's great for all of Wales. Anyone been talking about the possibility of setting a new record of, of wins, beating that 100-year-old mark? We try to leave that to the back of our minds. We, we know we've got a big game ahead, and we, we pre focus on the task, and we certainly focus on what we need to do and what we need to do to win, and obviously if we get a win, we will set the record. Warren talked about your line-out calling as a reason for starting you, and it's something you've done since you were a pretty new cap. Give us an, an idea of your approach to the theory of line-outs. Yeah, that's, well, that's part of my job in the second row. I call line-outs, and look, that's something you take on as, as a second row. So, so yeah, I am a line-out caller, and I'll be calling the line-out Saturday. With England's kicking game, there'll be plenty of work for the back three, including Worcester's Josh Adams. Two undefeated teams, we're back home which is nice, first game back in Cardiff this tournament. England have played really well the first two games, I think we've learnt a lot about ourselves in the first two, away to Italy and France and hopefully it's going to be um, a great occasion on uh, Saturday. What about England's tactics so far? A lot of kicking leading mm-hmm. to their tries, you're going to be on the uh, receiving end of that. I think they've kicked the ball the most out, out of any team so far, the Six Nations, I think they've scored about seven of their ten tries from kicks as well, so obviously we've done a homework on that aspect. Yeah, and as a back three, we're going to have to be on our money and um, make sure we make life difficult for Farrell, Youngs and Daly at the back there. Are you expecting to be in a few aerial contests, though, with uh, Jack Nowell or Elliot Daly? Yeah, obviously, that's, that's part of the game now. And massive game, as I said, on Saturday um, with England, with how much they kick the ball. There's going to be them 50-50 challenges, but hopefully it's something we can come on uh, the right end of. Thoughts on the England selection, uh, Nowell in for the injured Chris Ashton? Yeah, well, um, Jack's obviously a proven international and obviously he's, he's a British line as well so I've played against him in the Premiership before so there's nothing too new for me there so yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting up there now on, on Saturday. And what's it been like uh, being in the, the English camp for the last week and yeah, having to go back to Worcester uh, well, before a Wales game? I've been Worcester time with Ben Teo as you know was in the England squad and Jack Singleton as well who was originally named in the England squad so yeah we've had a bit of banter as, as you can imagine but you know it's all focused now on Saturday. What do you made of Johnny May's form so far in this tournament? Yeah, he's, he's been very good. He's got some good tries. Some of them tries have come on the back of chasing kicks hard and as a winger sometimes you're going to get that luck of the bounce and stuff. So I think he's been very good. Um, I think he's improved his game probably aerially as well. He's been very good for England, receiving box kicks off, off Youngs. Tough ask for George on the right, but uh, you know George is a world-class player and he's going to be up to the task and obviously we're going to try and put the pressure back on him as well. We're going to try and implement our kicking game and, and tactics on, on England on, on Saturday, as they will to us. I suppose the way to undermine that is to counter-attack very well from those kicks. 
yeah, if there is a loose kick, there is going to be opportunities to, to counter-attack. They've got some great counter-attackers in their back three. Daly's like a winger centre playing at full-back. Very experienced in that position, very quick. Like us, we have Liam as well, who's a brilliant counter-attacking player. So, you know, if teams do kick loosely, then, you know, there is dangerous players on both sides to exploit that. And as an occasion, how much are you looking forward to at Millennium Stadium, England, in such a big game? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. I was lucky enough to play England in uh, Twickenham last year in the Six Nations, and, and, and that was great. But, you know, that was, I believe, the second game of the campaign. And, you know, I think there's a little bit more of an edge to it this one because two undefeated teams and we're back home in Cardiff where we love playing. And, um, yeah, hopefully it's going to be a rocker atmosphere and we can get stuck into them. Well, centre Jonathan Davis certainly has plenty of experience, but he still knows just what's at stake. Two teams, two from two, expecting on a massive game. But, you know, it's important that we just concentrate on our preparation and make sure that... You know, we enjoy the occasion, uh, enjoy the week's prep and you know, get excited for what's always um, a great event. England, despite the few injuries, how, how have you rated them so far in their two games? You know, their game is built around pressure, putting pressure on the opposition and um, you know, they've been very clinical taking their chances. You know, so they're in a very good spot and um, you know, they're always well prepared and well drilled. So um, it's a very good England team that we're coming up against on Saturday. Big battle in midfield as well, Triolagi, if he's there. I know Scarlett's played Leicester and Welford Road early on in the yeah. season. The talent they have throughout their team, they have a rich resource in that. And um, you know their midfield is always of a high quality. So um, Manu, it's great to see him back from a long injury spell. And it's a tough ask whoever's up against him. Up until now in the Six Nations, you've been up against a couple of strike runners. Henry Slade's quite a different sort of outside centre. Do you have to change your game a bit? Uh, look, I think my preparation is always the same, how I look at the opposition, how I prepare myself. But, you know, every game is a, a different task. And, you know, for me, it's making sure that I'm comfortable defensively, knowing what to expect and where I can hopefully get some gains in attack, you know. So it, it doesn't change my preparation. It's making sure that, you know, there's um, emphasis on when you're working as a unit, everyone's clear and what, what everyone is thinking through the week. Alan Farrell's obviously someone you played with. What's it like uh, seeing him make that move to 10 and grab hold of it and, and change the way England are playing a little bit, maybe? Owen is a world-class performer. He's the leader and, you know, having played with him and against him, you know, you have a lot of respect for him and, you know, he definitely drives that ship now. And um, it's important for us that we take away his time and making sure that um, we don't give him an easy ride on Saturday. Well, at the start of the week, the Wales squad did something a little different with actor Gareth Bale, who's a one-man show about Ray Gravel. Here's forwards coach Robin McBride to explain more. We're a fantastic experience. Very privileged to be down in the stadium to watch Gareth Bale performing Grav in the changing room. We should have played him straight after that, to be honest with you. But that has really put us in a good place, mindset-wise. And if we can in any way match Gareth Bale's performance last night on Saturday, there will only be one result. You know, like... Grav was saying last night, you know, when Cardman was speaking to them as a team, think, 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 and we've got to think, and we've got to do that for 80-plus minutes. We've got to be on top of our game. But when he was talking, when the anthem was uh, be played behind him, and he was talking through his own emotions, brutally honest about himself with regards to, and about Grav, um, the insecurities that he had, but the ability to overcome them. Because once you've heard those insecurities and the questions that you ask yourself, even the best players in the world ask themselves that question. But they come up with the answers and they, they get through it. It was good for some of the players to just listen in on one of the best, most passionate rugby players that Wales has provided and to listen to those 
fears and those doubts. But ultimately, being part of a team where just a sentence or a few words by Danby Thomas just grounded him and, uh, right, you're with me. And, you know, that was enough. So for Alan Wynne Jones as a captain, I'm sure he took quite a bit out of it as well. But we need to put that under wraps now. It was a great way to kick off the week, to focus everybody's mind. Yeah, great reminder, but we don't want to burn ourselves out. So let's put that to bed and draw on that experience uh, when it matters on Saturday. listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Welsh women face a tough task against the professionals of England. 18-year-old flanker Alex Callender has been handed her first start for the match at Cardiff Arms Park on Sunday. We'll hear from her shortly, but first coach Roland Phillips on his team selection for the game. We can't ignore, we all, I think we're all pretty clear that this is a, a huge challenge for us, but I think... The idea is that we get a fresh body, fresh in mind, with a real positive attitude and approach and to focus on ourselves. The process that we went through to get the squad together, leading from the regionals into the autumns, into this squad, you know, there weren't any mistakes really. You know, it was just so it was just just to freshen things up. We got two players, Manon and uh, Lauren, who were you know, one's seventeen and one's only just turned eighteen. But with Manon, we play so with a girl who is 18. So it's, it's fantastic for us. But I think the intensity of having you know, so many big physical international games on the bounce, I think it was, it was also an opportunity for us to not only freshen the team up a bit, but it gives play, young players an opportunity to freshen themselves up as well. So you know, Hannah Bluck's come back into the centre. She's been off for a while injured. You know, what she gives us is a good go-forward game. It's noticeable to step into the full-back, somewhere that she played last year when we played up in uh, the Stoop against England and did very well. Mel Clay from Inji wasn't available for the last game. She steps back in, Gwen Crabb keeps her place and Natalia John goes on the bench. And then Alex uh, gets her first start on her third cup. What does Alex bring to the side, do you think? For me, I, I've seen a different kind of player coming through now. I mean, historically we know what England, the challenge in England, the challenges of France and all these teams, Ireland have always been, these young players come along with no preconceived ideas of what these teams are all about and they just play themselves they just want to play rugby want to get a ball in their hands Alex has got a real good physical nature to her game certainly a player who's played herself well in training the opportunity she's had, had in the last two internationals to come on she made an impact and like a lot of other young players in the squad and players coming through the system adding a lot of excitement to women's rugby Alex not many 18 year olds play senior rugby for Wales how are you looking forward to Obviously, it's a massive challenge coming into the game. Obviously, the two games starting off from the bench and then making, like Roland said, hopefully an impact. Obviously, to get a start has been it's obviously an amazing feeling. So, going into the game now, I've just got to think, just play my own game and obviously work with the team as well. So, I'm excited for the opportunity. And against England? Yeah, rivals. <laughs> but, you know, there's massive competition there. The high spirits have been in camp, so we're all positive and obviously looking forward to going into the game. Alex, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Took up rugby relatively recently. What did you do before? What made you start? I started playing rugby two years ago. Before that, I was a netballer. So obviously I was taking part in sports anyway. And then my friends told me to get involved. So I took it up and got stuck in, really. Actually, Wanderers and Cardiff met. They're both pretty yeah. key, <laughs> massive sort of developers of the women's game, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't think anything of the future with rugby. I just wanted to get involved with everything. When I actually got scouted in for Scarlets then, under 18s, um, I thought, oh, I actually really enjoy this. So I thought maybe I could pursue this further, which obviously I did with the Scarlet senior squad as well. So I think that's developed me as a player. Netball's a non-contact game, <laughs> allegedly. Yes, <laughs> I'm a wing attack in netball. They're known to be quite fight, like feisty, <laughs> so I think I had that kind of background in me. Just get stuck in and get ball in hand. <laughs> so I think that was obviously exciting start for me. So how did the Wales women players get to where they are now? Liz Jones has been talking to a couple of them. First Wales' most capped player in the current squad, Karis Hales. Karis, do you want to talk us through your rugby pathway, your journey into the Wales squad? Where did it start for you? So when I was young, I used to go and watch my brother play rugby at NHSOB and my dad was coach at the time and my mum was kind of first aiding, so I was down there every weekend and in the end I just got bored of watching. So I nagged my dad and my dad, dad took it to the committee and, and that kind of thing and then they set up a girls team at the club, um, which was really good and I got involved straight away. At first I like balanced it with other sports, I did a bit of ballet at the same time and eventually... I fell in love with the game and continued to play there until I was 18, so for about seven years, for the under-15s and then progressing into the under-18s. But I was kind of the first year and progressed all the way through, so that was good. Actually, a lot of my rugby started at the club in terms of when I was young, I used to coach the under-8s. I did some work with my dad on the special needs team there as well. Like, I fell in love with playing the game, but just everything that comes with the game, the big family feel and that, because that's really apparent at NHSLB. Obviously, all your family were involved and lots of other families to do. Is that part of what made you fall in love with rugby, do you think? Yeah, I think so, because obviously all of my family were involved and you could see that right the way through. I think when I was coaching the under-8s, the majority of the parents would be willing to help here, help there. You know, on a Sunday, it would be a rotation of people doing kitchen duties and that would be through the different age groups for all the minis. And I think I just loved that whole like family feel about it. My brother still, when he's home from uni, he still plays for the first or the seconds down at NHSOB and it's just somewhere where you could always go back to. I wouldn't be worried about walking into that club on my own because I know there will always be people to speak to. You always played girls rugby yeah. and was that an important thing for you? Uh, yeah, I think if I had taken interest in it earlier I would have played with the boys. When I was coaching the under-8s we had a couple of girls and that was good and it was nice to see the girls through the club but unfortunately I didn't get involved until the age where it was, it was girls only kind of thing but it is good to see the girls down there now there's um, quite a few girls playing in the age grade so that's good you said you played a bit of ballet was that a conflict you mentioned there was a bit of a conflict when you first started rugby my first coach Cliff Dudley always says about me turn up um, to training with these pink gloves on I didn't want to get dirty because I was going straight to ballet I do think he was over exaggerating but I'm sure I was a bit less keen on the contact side of it then and I did used to go straight to ballet and it wasn't until I really started enjoying the game that I decided to sacrifice ballet and I wasn't very good at it anyway because I can't touch my toes so I think it was a (laughs) no-brainer You soon didn't mind at all. Well, for anyone who knows NHSOB, they know they've got no choice but to get used to the mud because it's a stream running right along it, so it's quite a wet pitch. So um, I think I had to adapt to the mud quickly. It just comes with the game, didn't it? Obviously, the Dragons then for you as well, the regional setup there. 
Yeah, so I started playing for the Dragons at age grade as well when I was younger. That's when they um, shifted over to the region. So I was captain of the under-18s at the Dragons, which was nice. And it was nice for me then, two years ago, to become captain of the seniors as well. The region is something that I've worked with for ages from when I first got involved at under-18s level. And then and I played up for the seniors then, which was really good for my experience. And then... I've been involved in a couple of seasons as um, a coach, just like an associate coach or a forwards coach for the under 18 since becoming seniors because I'm really passionate about developing the game in Gwent and getting the girls there just so we can grow the game, but particularly in my area because growing up I knew the struggles of trying to scrape together a team to go and play and having to travel miles and miles to play a game. So it's really important for me for the game to grow in Gwent. Yeah, you've been involved in some of the clusters too. Has that been helpful to, for growing the game? Yeah, definitely. I got involved with the Knights and the Jesters when the, the clusters first started. And both have got like fantastic, trying to breed like the family feel. The Jesters just took off so quickly and it was like amazing. But the Knights have been a, a bit of a longer process. But now, I, just this week, I've seen on Twitter them... Um, having like good numbers of training and they've got like a, a team going in the winter as well now and it's, it's just amazing to see that kind of thing happening in Gwent. The numbers, I, I went up to the Jesters for session in the summer and there must have been over 50 girls there, it was incredible and actually I just hopped from all the sessions, played a bit of touch and it was just nice to interact with, with people who had just fallen in love with the game as I did years ago. And it'd be great to get all those people that have been involved in your pathway to come and support at, at the Arms Park, people from the club and region and throughout Gwent. Yeah, it would be incredible. I, I really do enjoy after the game seeing somebody that I might have come across in a cluster or or somebody. I used to work at Bryn Mawr School and coach the girls rugby team there. We'll see one of them then. Just know that, that what we're doing impacts on a bigger scale at grassroots level. It'd be great to have all this, the support there in the Cardiff Arms Park. Another Wales women's player with plenty of experience is Shuan Lillycrap. Your pathway into the game, talk us through that. Where did the love for the game ignite for you and your path towards playing for Wales? So I actually didn't start playing rugby until the age of 17 because uh, the village I grew up in, Wanarlith, there was no under-18 inside back then. When I was 17, I was allowed to play senior rugby, so I started playing then. But my journey into rugby and my passion for rugby started well before that. My father coached Wynalith and my brother played. So I used to spend every Saturday and Sunday, either with my dad when he was coaching, being water girl for the men seniors at Wynalith, or watch my brother play on a Sunday as I was growing up. So I grew up down Wynalith Rugby Club and that's when my passion and love for the game began, really. You were just kind of waiting for there to be an opportunity to play? Yeah, I, I tried before I was um, 17 to allow my mum to go train, and even though I was underage, but my mother wasn't having any of it. I think she was a little bit worried about me going to train with senior women at, at that point. So as soon as I turned 17, I think that birthday week, I was straight at the club and I was uh, joining in training, and I think I played my first game a week or two later. So, uh, yeah, it didn't take me long, but um, I just told my mum when I turned 17, right, I'm going rugby training this week, and, and that was the end of it. So, uh, yeah. And never looked back really since then. It just went from there for you then in terms of club rugby and yeah. So that was when I was 17 and I, I spent uh, many seasons playing for Norway. And actually, I was a, a back back then. I played uh, centre 
Then I went to Swans University and studied there, and I played centre and ten there whilst still playing for Narlith. And then in, I think it was 2011 then, I, I made the change to move club because I wanted to play a premiership, so I moved to Neath Athletic at the time, and that's when they converted me to a forward then, and that helped my game massively, and I think I developed into a better player at that point, and I didn't get my first cap till I was 28, so that never kind of give up attitude in trying and, and still striving for your dream even if other people are saying you passed it I think it's really important that you you keep going because you can still achieve it and now I'm 31 and 25 caps in so yeah just proves that you can um, achieve keep trying as, as some other girls have shown as well yeah definitely and I think look at some of these girls they've had opportunities to play at under 18s they've had maybe been part of clusters and have come through that way or there's a lot more opportunities now for people to play but also there's some older girls here as well who have only recently had their caps as well so there's always opportunities for you to develop and, and be your best and I think women's rugby in Wales is on a high and I think if everyone got started to get behind it a little bit more we're, we're going in the right direction. And then also you've got the club role as well on the board of Swansea Rugby Club, yeah. captain of Swansea Ladies. People getting behind the team. You know, it'd be great if all these people from the university, the clubs you're involved with, could come and support you in the Arms Park. Talk us through that role with the club. The Whites are fantastic, to be fair, and ever since we formed there as a, as a women's side, they've been really supportive of equality. And the first thing that our chairman wanted was a representation from the women's squad on that board. So um, I'm lucky enough to be that representation, and the resources that the club pack into us, but also the support and back in now whilst we're in internationals is superb. You know, we're always getting good luck messages. Stephen, the chairman's always texting me after matches, passing on regards to the girls and checking in on everyone. And if there's anything that we need, we never have to hesitate to ask our club, which is really positive. But it'd be fantastic if we fill out the Arms Park and really get a good crowd behind us against England. You know, I know we've got a big support network in, in the university as well. We've got over 70 female members in our, in our rugby club at the moment, which is huge and growing. So I know in the autumns there was half of them come up to some of our fixtures. So hopefully we'll have a big crowd come up from them again against England and half of them being English I'm not sure what side they will be supporting being university students as well How do you fit it all in? Um, I don't know really that's a good point everything suffers at this time but you do what you're passionate about and what you love and for the next three months your life is rugby playing but also work and I think your loved ones and everyone around you your family, friends understand that they help you out as much as they can I'm 31 and my mother still does my washing at this period to help me out. Otherwise, I'm unsure when I'd fit. I know it sounds bad, stuff like that in, because, you know, you're working long days and then you're trying to get your training and stuff in, but you've got to balance everything and prioritise everything. So uh, I think that's key is just time management and making sure that you're putting everything in your schedule, you know what you're doing when, and you can balance your days and weeks accordingly. Feeling fit, feeling fresh, so you can't grumble at all. Finally, Wales under-20s, and amazingly, this weekend will be the first time coach Gareth Williams has taken charge of a Wales team at home. Plenty of experience around the world with Wales sevens and two away games in the under-20s Six Nations. Leading a national squad and things, I've been quite accustomed with it on the seven series and things, but it's uh, 
yeah, great to be leading on a home fixture, really. Yeah, quite used to coaching Crummich and RFC and things over the, <laughs> over a few years, and uh, yeah, that could get pretty passionate. But I'm expecting a step up again in the uh, North Wales. Yeah, perfect one to do it as well up in the park areas, yeah. England. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's going to be a great occasion. Uh, the boys are really excited. They've trained really well in the in the build-up off the back of the Italy game. So um, yeah, we're really excited to be back on uh, home ground and. Traditionally, it's been fantastic support up there for the under-20s. So looking forward to have that behind us again. The 20s it's all about development, but a win is always a boost for, for a team. What sort of changes have you seen in the team and how are they going to approach this game? Yeah, it's always the challenge. I firmly believe we can develop and be successful, and that's the challenge, really. But we are very focused on development, and a lot of the squad got a number of players developing through other programmes. Some were playing Pro 14 this weekend, some have been held back for Pro 14 selections. We've got some boys in the SEMS programme as part of their longer term development and got quite a young group of under 20s here. So we are blooding a lot of boys for these initial games with the World Cup in mind, but also with the national squad in three, four years' time, having that in mind. There's a few boys in the England setup actually that are Welsh qualified as well, so we quite yeah, it's a long term project. But having a win against England is, you know, first and foremost in our minds here and that's what we're we're looking to achieve. We we understand how tough a task that's gonna be. They were fantastic against France. They got caught cold a little against Ireland in our first game from what we uh, understand and what we've seen. But they were excellent against the world champions, so they firmly go in as favourites. But yeah. you know, we've been growing as a squad and really excited about going and, and meeting that challenge. Case in point for what you just talked about, it's Tane Basham, obviously a brilliant performance. How, how do you feel? Obviously, you're delighted for him to be playing Pro 14 rugby, but it must be a bit of a blow for you. Yeah, it's a naturally, but you know that's part of the program, and you know. To be fair, Tain scored a hat trick in Italy, but he also knocked the ball on three times. You know, and those are chats we have as uh, as head coaches. But he's a fantastic talent, and it's great that he's getting exposure at regional level, and that'll hold us in good stead come the World Cup. You know, having uh, Tain having that experience, Tian Thomas Wheeler is exactly the same with the Ospreys. Harry Morgan's been you know heavily involved in the senior squad with the Ospreys over the season, so that type of experience will add value to us moving towards the World Cup. How do you go into this one? Do you go in similar to looking to replicate what Ireland did or do you take your own approach? Because their pack was very strong against France. Yeah, we were very much focused on our own uh, performances. You know, um, We were very pleased with up to 55 minutes to 60 minutes against France. We were, really, we, we, we were chuffed with that performance. We turned out chances straight after half-time to really keep pressure on France and it would be interesting how they would have responded then. We want to get those moments executed better and... We're very focused on ourselves. We know what our strengths are as a group uh, and how we're going to counteract what we expect England to bring to us. But they're going to have to cope with areas of the game that uh, we've been doing well as well. And as, as you get to know your group better, where do you think your main strengths are and how do you think you can threaten? We want to move the ball. You know, we, we, we could be a very expansive team. We've got a good level of tempo about the players that, that we've got. And we've got to be smart in how we approach things uh, when we've got the ball. I think we've been uh, excellent in defence over the first two games. Despite the scoreline against France, we, we put a real good shift in for 60 minutes and we meet that power game that they brought against us. So uh, we're looking to grow on that and take it to England. So much to look forward to in all three games this weekend and plenty to report back on next week. But until then, from the Principality, Welsh Rugby Podcast, goodbye.